Welcome to Premier Pain Talk, a podcast dedicated to expanding awareness about treatment options for people in pain. Each week, host Dr. Michael Danko from the Premier Pain Treatment Institute in Cincinnati, Ohio, will discuss cutting-edge treatments for pain management that are improving the quality of life for those suffering from chronic pain. Tune in now to learn more about how to relieve pain and restore your life. Hello, and welcome to Premier Pain Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Danko. I'm a pain management physician in Cincinnati, Ohio with Premier Pain Treatment Institute. Uh, today's episode, we're going to discuss why you need to see pain management. Uh, so very often, uh, you know, when you see your primary care doctor or you see your surgeon, uh, they may recommend a referral to pain management. And I think that comes with a, with a lot of unknowns and, and a lot of not understanding what that means or if you're ready for pain management. I think sometimes patients may think that this is the, a bit of the end of the road or that, they, that their other providers run out of options for them. Uh, and that may not be the case. Uh, you know, uh, this could very well be a situation where, where they're just shifting you over to someone who can more specifically focus on your pain complaints while they while they are working on other aspects of your care. So, you know, for instance, your primary care physician, they have to, to manage your blood pressure, uh, check for conditions such as diabetes, maybe look at your cholesterol, blood work. They could have a whole host of conditions that, that they're trying to keep an eye on. Uh, and your your back problem or your knee problem uh, just may not have and they may not have enough time to dedicate to that particular issue. Uh, and rather than referring you to a surgeon who may not uh, you may not be ready for surgery yet, they may recommend pain management. Uh, conversely, if you're seeing your surgeon and, and they don't believe that that surgical option is appropriate at that time, they may refer you to pain management for more conservative options such as uh, medication management or or in injections, uh, some other types of treatments that we have. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think that the typical association with pain management uh, we think about is uh, either opioids or injections. And, and that is part of what we do, but it's not all of what we do. And, and it's also um, those two issues, those two conditions or treatments are not tied together. So uh, you, you're referred to pain management, you know, you, you may be sent for a variety of reasons. And so we're going to discuss a little bit of that today. Uh, and try to you know, help you understand what pain management is and what we can offer for you to help with your, your care. Uh, so medication management, as I mentioned, uh, this is most commonly uh, for continuation of a controlled substance or, or to consider starting a controlled substance, and with the most common uh, controlled substance being an opioid medication. Uh, and I, again, as I, as I can, can't emphasize enough, we do a lot more than, than medication management and opioid management. But Opioid medications in the right situations can be beneficial, and they can definitely help patients function better. Uh, but they are—they uh, come with their their own problems, um, where they need some closer monitoring. Uh, and given that our specialty really focuses on on this uh, aspect of your medication management, uh, we can uh, be more vigilant and help you understand better uh, how to take this medication and when it's appropriate, and, and more importantly, when it's not appropriate. What we are not is we are not a, a group of uh, providers that it, that manages all of your controlled substances. So we we don't manage uh, anxiety medications. We don't typically uh, prescribe sleep aids uh, or stimulant medications. Uh, just because we have a, a DEA license that we that we have, and, or and, and likely in certain states like Ohio, you have certain licenses from the state that, that that give you the ability to to prescribe with within within the oversight of the state. Um, it doesn't mean that that we're um, 
you know, carte blanche for all controlled surfaces. And then in some situations, um, the uh, some practices are, are just in interventional only or procedure only. Um, and, and then some practices are medication management only. So I think it's really important that you understand what kind of practice you're being referred to. Uh, so moving into the second uh, topic, there are injections. Uh, there are a lot of different injections that we can do. Uh, there are spine injections such as epidural injections, uh, something called a medial branch block to see if you're a candidate for something called radiofrequency ablation, uh, do sacroiliac joint injections, and we can do trigger point injections into muscles. Uh, we're also very comfortable with joint injections, so knee injections, uh, shoulder injections, hip injections, uh, other joints, uh, and then we'll do some specialized nerve blocks and, and some procedures such as a sympathetic block or a celiac plexus block that can be used for a variety of conditions. But uh, when it comes to injections, I think it's really important to understand that that uh, how you respond to an injection therapy is going to be unique to you. And, and it's also um, it can't, it can't really be um, mimicked based on somebody else's response. So if you have a family member that, that hasn't had done well with the injections, then that may not mean that they're not going to work well for you. Also, if you've had issues with your neck previously and you had a neck injection that didn't work well and you ended up needing neck surgery and now you have a knee issue, uh, in that that knee condition may still be, a can, uh, be amenable or respond well to something like a corticosteroid injection in the joint. Uh, so I, I think the main thing when you come into to pain management uh, for consideration for an injection is, is just to keep an open mind about it. Uh, we'll discuss the options. We'll discuss what your previous experience has been, discuss some of your fears or anxiety around them and then, and then decide you know, if that treatment pathway is appropriate. Uh, we also uh, perform um, implantable devices to treat chronic pain. Uh, so if you, for instance, if you've had a, a back surgery uh, and your surgeon uh, doesn't think a second back surgery is appropriate, uh, he or she may recommend something called a spinal cord stimulator, uh, which is a device to uh, stimulate the spine and to block pain in, in the back and the legs. It can be used for a variety of other conditions as well. Um, there is a device called an intrathecal pump or a pain pump that uh, we use with a lot of success. Uh, another type of more specialized stimulation called dorsal root ganglion stimulation. Uh, there are uh, stimulator devices that are specific to uh, individual nerves uh, in, in focal areas in the body, and we call those peripheral nerve stimulators. And there are even in a new type of stimulation called restorative neurostimulation, where you can take someone who has a, a condition uh, in their back that's not amenable to surgery, uh, and they have uh, diagnostic testing and ex examination testing that shows weakness in their core muscles in their back, and, and those muscles may very well respond to restorative neurostimulation to, to strengthen those muscles back up and to resolve a back problem. And in those same situations, some of those Treatments have a trial period where you can test it out first. Uh, and in some scenarios, the pain management physician may do the trial and then may send back to the orthopedic or neurosurgeon for the permanent implantation. Uh, in other situations, the pain management, pain management physician may be trained uh, to the point where they can do the implant uh, themselves. Uh, so understanding, am I getting referred for the trial? Am I getting referred to really take over the care and do the trial and the implant? Uh, having that discussion with your surgeon beforehand can be helpful in, in, in helping to understand your pathway and your journey. Uh, there are also uh, several minimally invasive surgical procedures that that uh, interventional pain management specialists can be qualified to perform. Uh, for example, there's something called minimally invasive lumbar decompression. Uh, 
there is uh, indirect lumbar decompression, uh, something called vertiflex. Um, uh, there's a treatment for the uh, sacroiliac joint called a posterior SI joint fusion, uh, something called a posterior spine fusion, which is a, a, a fixation and, and fusion device similar to, um, to vertiflex, where vertiflex is a distraction device. Uh, there's a newer treatment called a facet joint fusion. Uh, and these are all outpatient non-invasive procedures. These, these should all be um, shorter in duration, uh, usually don't need uh, general anesthesia, so it can be a little bit safer on the anesthesia side, uh, and done through small incisions. These are, these are not typically open spine procedures or open joint procedures. Uh, for those situations, we refer to our orthopedic and, and neurosurgical colleagues. But I think, again, uh, as I've mentioned a little bit a few minutes ago, it's important to understand that not all pain management specialists are the same. So when you get referred to pain management, I think it's worthwhile to, to do a little bit of your homework to figure out who you're being referred to. Uh, there are practices where the, the provider uh, only does medication management. There are practices where uh, the providers only do uh, interventional procedures. And there are practices where they, they may do a combination of, of the therapies. Uh, all, of them, all of them have their benefits. Um, I think it's, it's really important to understand that uh, interventional pain management is a subspecialty. Uh, so that means that this is a uh, degree that uh, your physician has, uh, has hopefully went forward and got board certified in to perform. So uh, in some situations, uh, providers may not go through the same rigorous training uh, and preparation for their, for their field as, uh, as a pain management physician who's board certified. Uh, I say that with respect uh, to those providers who are a little bit older and who, uh, in their situation, pain management wasn't a subspecialty at that point in time. So that's typically going to be a, a pain physician that's uh, older than uh, or been in practice for more than 10 years. And then uh, I, th I think it's really important to understand that uh, some of the other specialties that, that uh, may dabble a little bit in pain management may not have the same ability to perform all the procedures um, that I've discussed above, uh, and also your your individual pain management provider, depending on their training and where they trained, uh, what training they've done since they've been out of out of their training programs, uh, how they've kept up their certifications, they may not offer all the procedures that I discussed above. So uh, it's always good to to do a little bit of your homework, just like as if you're going to see a new cardiologist or or a new uh, pulmonologist or a GI doctor or another orthopedic surgeon. Uh, it, uh, uh, it's it's important to understand that that within each of these broader categories, uh, individual providers may have more advanced training, may have different options that they can provide for you. So that is a quick overview of what we do in in pain management. And uh, if you uh, have seen your provider and they, and they've recommended pain management, I hope that uh, listen to this for a few minutes here has helped to demystify that a little bit to help to clarify some of what we do and don't do uh, with regards to. Um, you know, medications, sometimes it is medications. When it comes to injections, sometimes it is injections. Uh, but it's really important to discuss with the provider and understand that you're not going to be forced um, down a pathway you don't want to go down. Uh, and if your provider that recommended pain management uh, thinks you're ready for it, you probably are. And it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, a bad boogeyman you may need to be worried about. You know, interventional pain management is not... Uh, like some, you know, one of the shows you've seen on TV or one of the audiobooks uh, that you might have heard about of some horror stories. Uh, we are 
we are uh, medical specialists, just like other doctors. Uh, when you go to see your medical cardiologist and they recommend seeing the interventional cardiologist for consideration for a heart ablation or, or a stent placement, you know, it's the same kind of situation. Your provider has decided you need someone who's more specialized in treating your pain symptoms and painful conditions. And, and so they've recommended coming to us to, to help out with that care. So appreciate you for listening. Um, again, I'm Dr. Michael Danko, and this is Premier Pain Talk. Please rate, review, and make comments on, on whatever platform of the podcast you're listening to. Uh, and appreciate you listening. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Premier Pain Talk, where we understand your pain and share solutions that can improve your quality of life. This episode is brought to you by Premier Pain Treatment Institute, which has convenient Cincinnati area locations in Loveland, Mount Orb, and Hillsboro. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you get updates on all new episodes. Feedback is sincerely appreciated. 